Hi, and um, welcome to our fourth, yeah, it's the fourth recording of um, the PPC Chat Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. Uh, my name is Anu, and I'm founder of MindSwan, um, and yeah, it's a company through which I try to aim to share my ideas about paid search, paid media, and especially my passion for doing digital reporting well through our favorite tool of Microsoft Excel. I'm actually excited to announce that, um, yeah, Mindswan is now an official site. So head on over to mindswan.com to see what I mean about all those, you know, fun facts and fun tips about, you know, how I think paid search should be done well and um, how I can help people create dashboards or reports um, for any of your, like, you know, digital reporting needs. Anyway, so going into what um, today's discussion is about, um, today we had Timothy Jensen leading our discussion and it's a very hot topic at the moment. So yeah, it's um, Facebook advertising after the Cambridge Analytica fallout. Um, so yeah, he, that's, he wrote that just at the beginning of the um, discussion saying that he's looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts. Yes, I, so um, me as well. Um, so yeah, let us go straight into um question one so they say so he asks which of the recent facebook ads changes have had the biggest impact to you as an advertiser so that's timothy jensen going in with question one which of the recent fb ads changes have had the biggest impact to you as an advertiser um and then andy warby replies with dynamic prospecting has proven to be huge for us ctr has doubled um and then um we've got um doug r thomas coming in with his answer saying probably the upcoming loss of partner categories will our pre-built audiences for our particular sub niches in legal worked well with exclusions um and then we've got it rhymes with eyes that's julia vice comes with um with her answer saying that audience reach metrics i run fb alongside broadcast and its share heck to propose audiences without sizes um, and then timothy jensen replies to julia vice saying yes such a major pain um, and then um, yeah julia vice then replies i mean my proposal sits next to tv so here's your tv audience and facebook we don't know lay um, so yeah, Timothy Jensen then goes, not being able to see audience insights for custom audiences has been a major disappointment. Um, and then Timothy, um, then replies to, um, Julia Weiss's, um, answers. I mean, my proposal sits next to TV. So here's your TV audience and FB. Um, and so that Timothy Jensen replies, that is rough, especially when people used to tradition, when people used to traditional advertising are anticipating some sort of reach estimate. Um, and then in rhymes with eyes, Julia Weiss then replies with, yep, we, our industry spent the last decade saying data driven was better, but I can't answer a simple how many Back to AdWords for some of my more timid clients, for sure. Um, and then Douglas then replies to um, Julia and Timothy saying, one benefit to Facebook's ubiquity is that you can pull some demographic or poll data and back out an answer. I've done this to say there's 2,000 people in that industry total in your target market. If 85% are on Facebook and we get 85% of them by targeting well, dot, dot, dot. 
Um, and then, yeah, Julia Vice then replies with, for my larger programs, I can do that, but I hate guesswork. Yeah, guesswork is not really a great thing that we like to do. We like the data to actually prove why we're doing something. So, yeah, data is king. I, I, I've been saying that for, like, months now, and I'm really going to reiterate to that for me. Data is king. I tried my possible best not to guess, and I hate it when clients go, oh, yeah, let's just guess what the CPC is going to be. I'm like, mm. Anyway, so... Natalie Beretta then comes in with her answer saying, I think the partner categories will have the biggest impact when they go away and less tactical. Um, I think overall there's a new distrust in Facebook that advertisers are feeling that I'm not sure will go away anytime soon. Yes, that's um, definitely going to be a big issue, I think, for those who do Facebook ads. Um, so yeah, Timothy Jensen then goes to question two saying, how are you communicating the targeting changes to clients? Um, and then Julie F. Piccini comes in with her answer to question one saying, I'm most concerned about targeting capabilities decreasing. Um, and then, um, yeah, Julia Vice then replies to question two saying, mostly email so far. I want to wait for the dust to settle before a point of view or long read. So Natalie Beretta then comes in with um, her answer to question two saying, Admittedly, I'm on the paid search side of the house, but our social lead, Matt Mason PPC, has been really great about briefing us on the challenges and helping the team craft emails to clients explaining the changes. And then Elevated Marketing then replies to question two saying, there is nothing to communicate yet except partner channels, which is vague. Um, and then Timothy Jensen then goes in with, as a follow up to question two, how have your clients reacted to the news so far? Um, so yeah, then Julia Vice then goes in with, um, yeah, saying that can't mostly, they don't get it and want my advice. They are used to broadcast, so aren't super excited about the Facebook anyway. They know where things are happening, but are looking to us to explain it. Um, and then Timothy Jensen then replies to, um, Matt Mason saying, this is key. If you've built trust with them, they will know you can give them um, through testing where the changes need to be made. Um, and I think that's even actually replying to, um, Natalie Beretta saying that, um, yeah, our social lead has been really great about briefing us on the changes and helping the team craft emails to clients explaining the changes. Um, and so, yeah, Julia, Julie Puccini then comes in with her question, with her answer to question two, saying pretty general discussions at this point, although more specific about lack of detail on some custom audiences, positioning this as ongoing conversation as things continue to evolve. Yes, this is not a static thing. We think, you know, to news, new, new things keep coming out every day. There's going to be different kind of updates going on. Uh, so, yeah, it's just about keeping on top of that and being 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 open with our communications. Um and then Lucas Kretschkart then um goes in with a reply to question two saying articles like this help us to communicate that and he gives a link to an article from newsfeed.org and I'll try and copy that in for you guys to actually um see what that link is in um uh, my details. Um so yeah and um Julia Weister says that um, for an uh, you know, answer to questions, who's saying on the bright side, they are not happy with Facebook. I'm getting lots of roll it back into radio talk, which I'm trying to pivot to podcasts, holler mid roll. Uh, so, yeah, doing podcasts would be great. Um, and then Timothy Jensen uh, replies to um, 
Neptune Moon, so that's Julia Pacini, um, about pretty general con- discussions at this point, although more specific about lack of detail on some custom audiences, positioning this as ongoing conversations as things continue to evolve. So Timothy Jensen replies with good tactic. I'm sure we'll see more changes to come, both in features being taken away and some returning in different forms. And then Julie then replies with, at least from what I've seen, clients want to know that I'm dialed into this and that we will be on top of what's happening what's changing and then taking appropriate steps in their accounts. And then um, Glenn Schmelzel, and that's Hagelens, um, that's at Hagelens, replies with saying, um, agree with approach, not dogmatic, more separating the good from the bad. Okay, so and then Timothy Jensen then goes to let's move on to the next question. Question three says, do you anticipate a significant number of users and or advertisers leaving Facebook why or why not? Um, and then, um, yeah, so it, Julia Weiss then replies with saying that um, as of November 9th, 2016, I refuse to predict anything. But I will say that my current clients are looking to platforms they feel comfortable with broadcast um, and well informed on. That's AdWords or Bing. I have to go back and see what's happened in um, November 9th, 2016, to see what got Julia Vice all worked up and not be about not being able to predict anything. Um, and then Gareth McGregor comes in with his reply to question three saying, I believe the market will adjust. There may be some casualties. Um, and then Timothy Jensen um, then replies to Andrea Cruz, um, who said that I send them an email with changes and how it might impact or not their current initiatives. I think they like that we tackled it before they even knew there was a potential for an issue. Um, and then Timothy Jensen replies with, that is a crucial factor in client relations. Be the first to tell them before they even wonder what a problem um, being, uh, about a problem being a possibility. Yes, I'm always telling the people I work with, mistakes will happen, but be the first to pick on it. You know, be the first, have attention to details to know what you've you know, added to your accounts that's wrong. And, you know, be show that you've got proactiveness in um, fixing um things in in the accounts and then yeah in some jd prater then comes in with his answer to question two saying mostly setting expectations and providing predictions at this point we just know how it will um impact performance at this point we just know i think that should be like at this point we don't know how it will impact performance uh it's a wait and see situation yeah i think that might have been a mistake in jd prater's um tweet there and then julie Piccini then goes i will be very curious to see what happens when the next quarterly update happens re time spent on the platform if those numbers are weighed down i could see some wanting to refocus dollars elsewhere more optimizations for those who stay there and that's in answer to question three and then Nate Velasquez, um, Velasquez then replies so to question three saying, I don't. A few advertisers have left already, but I don't see users leaving Facebook en masse. It's too connected to our lives. If government regulation happens, though, that will shake things up. And then Frederick Hanois then says, haven't noticed any big drops in reach so far. As long as users are there, advertisers will stay. Yeah, totally. It's all about going where the customers are. So if the customers stay, the advertisers will, will stay as well. Um, 
And that was an answer to question three, of course. And then Elevated Marketing then replies to question three saying, oh my God, with the drama, Facebook ads are not going anywhere. Calm down, media. You are not getting your revenue back. <laughs> yep, that's true. And then Team Halloran then goes, oh, I don't want to miss this chat. I'm on a call, but I'll try to catch up soon. Well, Tim, if you um, just listen to in, in on this um, voice, voice chat, you'll be able to know exactly what went on in this very interesting discussion. Um, and then Doug R. R. Thomas then replies um, to question three saying, not yet, but user actions have changed a lot. Facebook is currently more of an email service than pure social media network. There's a lot of content fatigue. Brands will have to cultivate communities to really cut through to their audiences. Um, and yeah, let's go to this thread. Um, and then, yeah, he re- replies, then continues with, all stuff that's been preached before, but watching some of my friends sort of drop out of the active public Facebooking, ask, where did they go? Insta, groups, semi-private communities. And then um, Julia Vice then replies with a yes. Um, I think this is the year of messenger advertisers and audiences are fed up. Um, Andrea Cruz then replies with, do you believe GDPR will make this tougher for advertisers? Um, and then the Heather Kuran then replies with, yes, Facebook said they aren't going global with the changes, but I think it will creep in over time. And then um, Andy Warby then replies to um, Timothy's um, question three, saying advertisers won't leave out of moral principle. They'll leave when it stops working for them. As for users, I, ex- I expect a small percentage of the already diminishing younger demos to leave, most likely to just engage less. Um, and then, um, yeah, Lucas Kredgekar then uh, replies to question three, saying not at all, especially in MENA region. It's a, not a big deal. Um, clients ask about it once and continue spending as usual. It doesn't seem as something overruling benefits they get from Facebook ads. Um, I'll, I'll read that again. It doesn't seem as something overruling benefits they get from Facebook ads. Um and then, yeah, then J.D. Prater then replies to question three, saying, I don't see it happening, maybe one to two percent, but not a significant amount. Um, and then, yeah, uh, Timothy Jensen then replies to uh, Tim Holleran's saying that he's, he's going to have to miss this chat because of a call saying, sorry, good discussion going on. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts when you have a chance. Um, and then, yeah, we've get, got... Um, Heather Cohen then saying something about recycle all tools and give them back to us. Um, and then Julia Weiss then replies with, I think we may redefine platform as well. Messenger, Insta, Live and WhatsApp might just get some get more dollars, but all roads lead back to Zuck. Yeah, because he buys everything, doesn't he? Um, and, yeah, and then she then continues with, this is the perfect moment for Facebook to purchase more diverse platforms if they plan to survive at their current size. Find whatever the next Snapchat is or Musical.ly and snatch it up. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Robert Brady actually then replying to question two saying, my clients have been generally aware that Facebook was in the news, but didn't know specific specifics, which is part of the problem. People don't know specifically how their data um, was being used or shared in the first place. Then we've got Mark's Media then coming in with um, their answer to question two. We've had little in the way of Facebook ad campaigns so far. There is little to communicate, unfortunately. 
And then Heather Quan then replies with, I don't think many user was, users will leave. It's the ultimate peer pressure situation. Um, and then, um, yeah, Heather, Heather continues with, as for advertisers, the reach is still there. We just can't get the numbers. No one will leave. Um, and then James Hebden, um, that's J.P. Hebden, then replies with, just like with the Google YouTube advertiser backlash, a bunch left and then came back. Those who have left will be back as long as it's an equitable rate that doesn't pursue that doesn't precipitate backlash from the public. Advertisers are generally pragmatic that way. Um, and then, yeah, Michael Fleming then replies to um, um, Elevated Marketing, saying that oh, when they said, oh, my God, with the drama, Facebook ads are not going anywhere. Um, and then, yeah, Michael Fleming then replies with, it seems like it's part of our jobs to overreact. Yes, definitely. Do you remember the backlash of, um, you know, an exact match was not exact and a new interface. We do like some drama. Um, and then Julie Puccini then replies to um, Elevated Marketing saying that they cancelled a scheduled Facebook Live. Um, yeah, because yeah, she had written out, I'll be curious to see what happens when the next quarterly update happens. And then Elevated Marketing replies, they cancelled a scheduled Facebook Live. And then Julie then replies with the numbers time spent in Facebook decreased from the first time ever in the last report. And that was before all this stuff came out. And then Elevated Marketing replies with, I'd be willing to bet it's not correlated. I put money on political posts by friends. And then um, Timothy Jensen then replies to um, Heather Cohen, who's had to Heather Cohen, who had said that I don't think many users will leave. It's the ultimate peer pressure situation. Um, Tim replies with agreed. News will create hype about Facebook taking their data, but frankly, the average person isn't going to disconnect from their friends on there. Yes, I totally believe that. I, I've I've not um, left Facebook. I don't know any of my friends who have left Facebook. Um, so yeah, not more than usual anyway. Um, and so yeah, Heather Curran then re, um, replies to an Andrea Kurz, Andrea Andrea Cruz, who said, "Do you believe GDPR will make this um, tougher for advertisers?" Um, yes, Facebook said that they aren't going global with the changes, but I think it will creep in over time. And I might edit that out. Um, Mark. Um, and sorry, Mike Jarmuzewski um, replies to um, question three saying, haven't seen or heard of any mass exodus yet. Still early on, cards are still seeing results now. Time will tell if that continues. And then, um, yeah, Timothy then goes to um, question four saying, are you shifting budgets to other platforms after Facebook's changes? Why or why not? Um, Mark Smith then comes in the question to uh, answer to question three, saying much like Andy Warby, PPC, based on the latest news of who's being deleted, the accounts or stepping back from Facebook, we don't think there'll be a significant drop in users or advertisers. And then Emma Franks then goes to um, answers question three again, saying initially I said no BC data sharing, hacking isn't really anything new. However, public response has been more than I anticipated. So at this point i'm starting to believe it's a possibility but still not significant because facebook is so integrated to life now um okay so when she started with actually initially i said no because data sharing or hacking isn't really anything new um, and then Robert Brady then goes to his answer to question three saying until the return goes down i don't think um i don't 
um, sorry, I'll say that again, until the return goes down, I don't have any advertisers looking to pull the plug. And then, then Heather Curran then replies with saying, I wonder how much of this is because of additional attention sucking channels versus really Facebook lost market share. And that's in reply to Julie Bacini saying the numbers times prank on Facebook is decreasing for the first time ever in the last report. And that was before all of this stuff came out. Um, and then we've got JD Prater replying to question four saying, I'm not shifting budgets at the moment. I shift budgets based on performance and objectives. And right now, Facebook is winning. That could change later in 2018. And then Mark Smeader replies to question four saying, AdWords is our bread and butter. So we've been expanding into Facebook for some clients as opposed to the other way around. Um, and then Julia Weiss then replies to question four saying, yes, but only when it makes sense. In other words, when I would have anyway. Um, and then, yeah, Timothy Jensen then replies to um, JD Pratter, who wrote, I'm not shifting budgets at the moment. I shift budgets based on performance and objectives. And right now, Facebook is winning. And Timothy replies with a yes. Um, and yeah, JD Pratter, Pratter then replies to Matt Mason saying that a great Facebook or Google can make all, um, algorithm updates and we're all screwed. It's better to diversify and start learning or testing now. And then um, Heather um, Curran then replies to question four saying, not yet, haven't seen much of a performance change, just rolling BAU to see how things shake out. And then Robert Braden then replies with, we're putting some groundwork in place to shift budget if needed. For example, I've got my Facebook audience cookied if I need to reach them via other channels down, channels down the road. And then um, Julie Bacini then replies with question four to question four saying, agree with the sentiment of no big shifts currently. As with everything, if something big changes going forward, then we'll investigate, regroup and adjust accordingly. Um, and then Heather Guren then goes to um, and gives an answer to question four. It's like part one, part two. She starts with, however, it has been a good reminder to go through and have balanced portfolio discussions with clients. Um, and then Timothy replies with, yes, if you're relying on one particular type of targeting in a single platform, what happens when you lose it? Um, and then, yeah, and then um, Julie Bacini then um, replies to Heather Cohen saying that I wonder how much of this is because of additional attention, sucking channels versus really Facebook um, lose, lost market share. And then Julie replies with hard to say, and now it will be muddied by all the other stuff. And then it rhymes with eyes. And as Julia Vice says, that this is a great point, Robert Brady. Get your audiences into your GA and don't rely on them living in Facebook in their current form. And that's in reply to Robert Brady saying, we're putting some groundwork in place to shift budget if needed. For example, I've got my Facebook audiences cookied if I need to reach them via other channels down the road. And then Emma Franks then replies with um, to question four saying, if anything, we're actually shifting towards Facebook since performance has been improving in 2018, possibly due to changes of just organic lift. As everyone's saying, we base on results. So for now, it's still going strong. And then Julie Puccini says, um, then replies with um, to JD Pratter and Timothy Henson saying, GDPR is no joke for tech companies. We are having to make lots of updates to ensure we're compliant. And Jen Julie replies with, do you think more platforms will adopt it universally, not just in Europe, as an attempt to stave 
of regulations. And then Robert Brady replies with, I wonder about this because there's no way the US would go as far as GDPR, even if they do choose to regulate. But if you're working in Europe anyway, why not get ahead of the curve? Um, and then Julie replies with, from a PR perspective and or damage control about being irresponsible at best with people's data, it's not a bad path to follow. Um, and then JD Prater then replies with 100%, they will have two um, as I think it will become the new normal. Yeah, and then Greg Young then goes to replying to question four, saying that FP, Facebook is still crushing it for us. Facebook budget isn't going anywhere. And then Mike Jarmuzewski then replies with question four, saying as long as the performance is positive, budgets will not shift. At the moment, we haven't seen any decrease in performance. Um, and then, yeah, then... Um, elevated marketing that replies to um, question three saying I shift budgets based on data, not drama. Yeah, that is definitely key for us digital professionals. Um, and then um, Heather Cohen then goes to you get fired, which is a reply to um, yes, if you're relying on one particular type of targeting in a single platform, what happens when you lose it? Yeah, so he replies, you get fired. I've been there, health client, when all the three targeted toys all got pulled on on google that account will never be the same um and then james hebden then replies to question four saying no not yet but i'm keeping my eyes open for any efforts by facebook to artificially jack up advertiser expense and its impact on cost per leads that will see the budget quickly shifted back to the sweet pure intent of page search um Tim Holleran then goes, yeah, manages to get off his call and then um, replies to Heather Cohen saying, um, you get fired. And then he goes, mm-hmm. the entire rehab and substance abuse market was hit hard by this. High spend keywords gone overnight. Oi. That'll be a bit of an issue. Um, so yeah, Timothy Jensen then goes in with question five. Have you changed targeting tactics in Facebook based on the changes? Would love to hear some specific examples if you're able to share. Um, and then Timothy Jensen says that um, um, I'd really start paying more attention as of late to how much CPM spike where you've laid on third-party data, good call. And then J.D. Prater replies, you should try fourth-party data. It's so hot right now. And then Tim, Holler, Tim Halloran then replies into question four saying, not because of changes to Facebook, but in addition, Pinterest keeps getting clients' interest. I want them to add in a good DPA program. Um, and then, um, yeah, Heather Kuhn then replies to uh, Matt Mason, who I don't think is... Um, we can actually see his tweets, but goes she goes, if you have an advanced client using something like Telium to um, build your own in-house DSP is the way to go. And then JD Prater replies to question five saying specifically shifting to more LAL audiences over interest behaviors. Let FB control the audience to get the results. Julie Bettini then goes to um, reply question five saying the changes are most impactful for organizations that don't have much in the way of their own data to use or if their data sets are small. 
And then we've got Emma Franks then going, lookalike audiences have been killing it for us this year, so we haven't been feeling the targeting changes too much, except the audience reach predictions, but that hasn't been inhibiting. And then Robert Brady then goes um, to replying to um, yeah, um, Julie Bacchini saying, I wonder about this because there's no way the US would go as far as GDPR, even if they choose to regulate. But if you're working in Europe anyway, why not get ahead of the curve? Um, and then she, Julie Bertini then replies with, from a PR perspective and or damage control about being irresponsible at best with people's data, it's not a bad path to follow. Um, and then, yeah, Julie Bertini then replies to J.D. Prater saying that specifically shifting to more LAL audiences over interest behaviours. Um, then Julie Bertini replies saying, I'm glad you mentioned this. How, if at all, do you think LAL audiences will be impacted by loss of third-party data? I have thoughts, but would love to know yours. And then Robert Brady then replies with, I've got to believe that Facebook has been utilizing third-party data in their LAL targeting. Am I off base? Um, and then JD Prater then replies with, I think LAL, LAL are actually better off, better for Facebook as they don't have to reveal any audience data since it's a black box. And then Julie Piccini then replies with, sure, but aren't those losing lots of data points by jetsoning third-party um, that were used to create what constitutionized a lookalike wouldn't that be a definition make f- wouldn't that by definition make future LELs fuzzier than they are then JD Pratago replies with completely possible I still maintain between the FB pixel across website FB logins plus signals across FB IG they will have a good idea of what to surface to drive results um, oh and messenger data how many people have bought something through there there's credit cards data we will give Facebook too that's credit card data we willing to give a Facebook to. And then Julia Vice then um, replies with, we've turned to behavior metrics, video reviews, retargeting off of video shares and that type of thing. More fishing, less looking for spot to fish. Um, Heather Cohen then replies with um, to question five, saying we're starting to use the database more and more, enrich the database and pull custom audiences. Um, Nate Velasquez then replies with, I personally haven't, but some of my colleagues have removed third-party targeting, added lookalike audiences. You can even add lookalike from audiences created by those third-party vendors, provided the audience is already created. Um, JD Prater says, all day on the new audience, plus dynamic creative, Facebook knows all. And then... um, We've got Heather Cohen then going, also relying on data partners like Everstring to put together fit profiles and find lookalikes. This may, um, this way we own the data and can market omnichannel. Um, and then Emma Franks then goes, losing LEL is probably the only change that will force us to shift a significant portion of budget away from Facebook. Fingers crossed we don't get to that point. Um, and yeah, we have got Heather Cohen going, I think, minimally to um, reply to Julie replying, I'm glad you mentioned to this. This data is still in the system. We just can't access it. It's um, still looking, but there's Facebook to create um, a look like off of. 
Um, Tim Halloran then replies to question five saying, I had a lot of saved audiences for one client that were really powerful and all of them pull up an error message whenever I try to use them because he says it no longer has those targeted options. So that sucks. But apart from that, not too much yet. Um, J.D. Potter then goes, it's possible, but do you know how much info we'll be willing to give Facebook? They don't necessarily need to still be in effect. Um, and... And then Tim Halloran then goes, there will probably be a way, but it'll be roundabout, that's my guess, like not specific medical terms, and you'll have to categorize it under entertainment or something, haha, <laughs> just a guess. And that's in reply to Julia Vice says, I've been wondering about that. We're about to legalize all weed and our market is already sick. Will Google Canada let me advertise a legal substance or accessorize at least? Um... And so, yeah, Tim Holleran then replies, there'll probably be a way, but it'll be a roundabout. And then Julie Vice then replies to him saying, I think they'll come up with a position. The industry growth is ridiculous and it's no longer a controlled substance. Um, I suspect it'll be similar to alcohol products, probably display, maybe YouTube, not a search. And then Doug um, R. Thomas then goes in um, with um answer to um question think believe it's um five that we're on um yeah saying that i'm really wondering how much the third party stuff about added to facebook's knowledge um between fb pixels and behavioral they probably know exactly what you're doing without needing to get any extra data from experience um and yeah, and then Julie Bacini then goes, don't they also get data from credit card companies about purchases? I'd have to imagine that would be impacted here too. Um, and then here the Korean goes, you can already advertise accessories and stuff as long as the site doesn't mention the substance. And that's in the reply to Julia Weiss um, about, yeah, doing um, legalizing weed and our marketing and Google Canada and let her advertise the legal substance. Um, yeah, and then the, the, if Julia Vice then goes, the substance is the thing. Let's um, uh, let team up and take over the north. Yeah, I always I had a John Snow moment flashback over there. Um, yeah, then um, JD Prater then goes completely possible. I still maintain between the FB pixels around across website plus FB logins plus signals across FB IG. They will have a good idea of what to service to drive results. And then Timothy Jansen, um, Tim then goes to great discussion. Everyone, let's go to question six. And question six is who has been able to re- retain access to third-party data through a relationship with a data provider. What should others know about this process? Um, Heather Cohen then goes, I still think Facebook will continue to work with third-party data providers. We just won't have direct access. It'll be black box stuff. Um, and then, it, yeah, Julia Weiss then goes to question six, saying, not me, and eyes, 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 um, emojis. Um, and then Timothy Jensen goes, hi, random PBC chat spammer, mute block. Um, and then um, Emma Frank says, the replies to JD Pratt saying, completely possible. I still maintain between FB Pixel, across website, FB login signals through FB and IG. They will have a good idea of what to surface to drive results. And Emma Frank's replies to that saying this, plus sometimes targeting just works. I heard a radio ad for a mattress the other day after searching mattresses online the night before. All I could think of it was was if this was the internet, people would freak out about data privacy when sometimes you just fit a mold. And then Heather Kuringen then goes, think about it, they have to protect um, lookalike um, 
yeah, lookalikes with their life for or will bounce. Third party data enriches these and we don't need to see what's in there. There's no way they'll cut this off. And Timothy Jensen goes, good point. As long as they don't provide direct access to data categories and can keep everything behind the curtain, they're likely to still be able to use be able to still be able to use. Um and then, yeah, J.D. Pratchett then goes, good for the mattress company in replies to, um, <laughs> um, yeah, that was like Emma Frank saying, yep, like the old-fashioned FM kind, I still listen to it in the car. Um, and then, yeah, J.D. Pratchett says, good for the mattress company and media mix is vital in 2018. Um, and then Timothy Jensen goes to question seven. Um, do you think Facebook will keep all the new targeting restrictions in place or roll them back on some level after the negative press has died down? In reply to question seven, Heather Kuhn then goes, they might repackage them and release new targeting options that kind of Chinese wall us 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 from the details but restore the options um it rhymes as julia vice then goes i think they'll come back in a new form or so-called new form which is just the old form with new name um and then heather queen then goes typical smoke and mirrors a la fb style gotta appease the users upset and weasel their way out of regs same old tricks um robert brady then replies to question seven saying facebook will quell the uprising and go back to providing an awesome advertising platform because that's what drives the revenue and ultimately keeps the flat platform free for users um frederick Heron noise then replies to question seven saying not sure they'll be able to roll them back with gdpr in place um, J.D. Prater replies, let's face it, the media publishers are out to get Facebook. They're probably still mad from January's algorithm updates and decline, declining organic search. Um, and then, yeah, Timothy then goes with, I would like to see them spend some more time making the actual interface awesome. And Ned Velasquez then goes and in question, um, answers question seven, saying, honestly, I think Facebook will face more challenges from the EU and US. I don't believe the US will do something like the GDPR, but I can see regulations coming later this year. Um, then Robert Brady again goes, I hope there's a team of Facebook working on an offline editor. Would be a godsend. Um, Tim Halloran then replies to um, Tim Jensen, saying, give me an offline power editor from, or give me death. I can only imagine Facebook advertisers going to the streets in protest, in protest or making gifs or if taking to the streets to post on Twitter. And then John Keegan then replies to Timothy Jensen um, to question one, saying the reality that we finally have another PC ad platform. And Heather Cohen then um, replies to Infinity, Infinity and Beyond to Robert Brady, saying, I hope there's a team of Facebook workers on an offline editor. Um, and then Timothy goes to question eight, saying, what articles have you found most helpful in relation to dealing with today's topic? Um, and then, yeah, um, Julia Vice then replies, going to say, this is a great question. I've widely been looking at articles about Zuckerberg as a leader, the tone he sets, the commitments he makes or breaks. Here's a good one. And that she sends us a link, which I'll share in the details of this talk. Um, and then um, to question A, to Dogar Thomas then goes, honestly, the best articles have been from Not In Marketing, where people are just learning what's been going on. The ProPublica articles being like, y'all know this is all literally redlining, right? Have been key to keep me understanding 
to me understanding why Facebook has to change, make changes, stat. Um, and then, yeah, Julia Vines then goes, I mean, no lies. <laughs> and then, um, JD Prater then goes, um, to question eight saying, honestly, Jenny Marvin has been killing it with fair and balanced articles. Um, and then, um, Heather Quinn says, goes, yup, Queen journalist as always best resource and on that note tim jansen then goes okay we'll wrap it up here but feel free to continue discuss um thanks to all for participating lots to digest um and then heather kerrigan goes thanks guys time to disconnect from the internet to gsd <laughs> and then yeah Robert, um, then just got a few thanks from robert brady and glenn schmetzels um and then um, and julie bacini as always and as well julia vice saying thanks for a great ppc chat with a very lovely uh, dancing emojis <laughs> um time to go optimize all my facebook campaigns and try to read all the open tabs i have on the facebook and scandal um and yeah and that's the end of our chat today and uh, thanks for joining us um and yeah i was actually talking from i'm um, talking from bologna at the moment i've got ad world experience conference tomorrow and i'm totally looking forward to that um so yeah you know, go on my website, um, go on my Facebook or my um, Instagram or Twitter page because um, I'm at MindSwan PPC and that's MindSwan PPC. Um, and yeah, hope to catch you with up with you guys next week. Speak to you later. Bye.